Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you live on Saturday night. Bulls just barely handled the San Antonio Spurs on the second night of a back to back. 122 116 is the final. Thank you for joining us. Shout out to everybody hanging out on YouTube. Throw us your comments about tonight's game. Uh, I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bam. BAWL Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb rocking the beautiful plain gray hoodie god i love that we love the i do i do and our guy greg braggs sitting in for joseph tonight oh i was gonna say operating producer behind the scenes but no Braggs. i'm never never behind the scenes scenes. (laughs) only for mark k i always come out and make sure i make my presence felt now i'll go back in my home have to i mean you gotta show off that dope bears hoodie you're rocking um what, what a lovely time to be a Bears fan. We, we're not stressing about playoff games. We just get to watch them. Uh, the Bulls take care of the Spurs, and uh, it was not pretty. I guess you could say second night of a back-to-back, third game in four nights, okay. And, and the Bulls just kind of like fell victim to that thing where you let a, a inferior team hang around the Spurs without Wemby tonight. Their starting lineup was a who's who of who the hell are you. Um, no disrespect. But uh, like, and, and honestly, I don't know about you guys. It was initially like that third quarter repeat of the third quarter against Golden State last night that let the Spurs hang around. And then the, the Spurs and Bulls traded missed field goals for like four straight minutes down the stretch of that first, uh, that fourth quarter. Thankfully, Vooch finally gets a three to go down uh, on that uh, kick out to Vooch in the corner. The Bulls hold on. Against a team like this in a situation like this on the road, second night of a back-to-back, it's, uh, you know, Dave, I see your little tagline there under your name and, and handle winning is winning. I guess that's kind of how you feel about this one tonight. Yeah, that's how that's how I should feel is winning is winning. As the great uh, Dom Toretto said in his Oscar-nominated performance, I don't care if you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. That's what you do. You I'm sorry. Did he actually get nominated for an Oscar for that? Or are you joking? Of course not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we can just wrap the show you. up there. That was as <laughs> good as it's going to get. That analogy. Not. Of course not, sir. Call um, it a night. They would never do something so awesome. But yeah, like you're supposed to win. You play against a team that's inferior. Sometimes they come out against you and they're just hot. I mean, they were killing them from the three-point line. Like they were just absolutely hot from the three-point line. Um, I believe Jones had a career high. Uh, he did. Tonight against the Bulls. 30. So, 
yeah, he was he was unbelievable. Uh, Johnson got really really hot, started hitting some incredible shots. Uh, then uh, just people like Matt said, a few creative players got off, and you were like, I don't know any of these guys. Like a couple of them looked like they were on Street Fighter two, and I ain't like I don't know who they were. But Mamu not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, shout, like, out, to, it was, shout out to Adam Amin for just saying that name more yeah. times than he needed he to. Crushed but it. just wanted to flex on everybody that he could say it correctly. That was mm-hmm. yeah. A plus work I, by an A plus company. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like you take these victories against these teams and you kind of move on. Uh, it's the same thing for the Bulls that we've been seeing from them. They've been having really good first halves. Um, third quarter, they kind of slide. And then the fourth quarter, especially late, they go on a drought. And they went on another one tonight. I believe a four-minute drought until mm-hmm. Vooch hit that uh, big old three that that kind of sealed the game for them so yeah like you get these wins how you can get them because again it's the nba i watched the charlotte hornets beat the boston celtics in boston so it happens like you it's a it's an nba team playing an nba game sometimes they get hot the key is to win these games against these teams uh for me it doesn't matter how it looks i just want the win i don't want to look good losing it's a fair way to put it. I will say this, like there, Billy said this before the other game the other night, whenever it was that, you know, there's, there's games where they play really well and they lose and there's games where they don't play really well and they win. And he feels like they still have so much to work on. And I think it's one of those games where they absolutely have clear things that they need to work on and address and continue to improve on as the season goes on. But yeah, I mean, they're just in such a deep hole that they started in five and 14 and they're still digging their way out. They, they can't afford to lose games to, teams like this to teams that they're winning by 18 at any point against. I mean, like they have to close these games out and yeah, it was not the prettiest, but they found a way and yeah, they, they absolutely should have won that game because there's no reason the Spurs should have been able to figure out how to close that game. And I say figure out intentionally because they are a young team that has not like veteran. There are no veterans on the team that are kind of helping orchestrate, telling people where to be making big time shots. Like they were totally disorganized on the stretch. They got super hot there, and that's how they got back in it. But the Bulls are learning how to win games. They have guys that have proven that they can win games in clutch scenarios. They've been an insanely good clutch team this year. And like I said, that's exactly what they need to do to get themselves out of this hole. Uh, Paul Williams in the comments saying we have to take advantage of the mismatch Vooch is having. Vooch had one of his better games of the season tonight, guys. Uh 10 of 17 from the field, including that dagger three to seal the win uh, for 24 points, 16 boards, which you love to see because Vooch's rebounds have sort of been sliding uh, in, in this recent stretch of games. Also, we, we saw, you know, Vooch making the extra pass, making the right reads. He had five dimes tonight. The Bulls as a team had 31 assists. Mm-hmm. Vooch contributing there. Also, three blocks from Vooch, who always gets dogged for his defensive shortcomings. And one of those three blocks was like the game ceiling block and then, you know, save out of bounds after he hit that big three. Dave, what did you see for Vooch tonight? And do you feel like the the Billy Donovan, whether or not he's using Vooch in the right ways thing, what was bothering you at times tonight? Or do you feel like it, it was it was solid? I feel like it was solid. Uh, Vooch usually dominates against dudes he's bigger than. Like, that's kind of been his MO for a while. Um, not just with the Bulls, just even with the Magic. Like, he will he will dominate you. If, if he's bigger than you, then he will completely just own you. 
And that's what you saw tonight. Uh, him going up against smaller guys and younger guys as well and, and definitely less experienced guys. And Vooch was giving them the whole package. It, as Marv Albert puts it, showcasing the entire repertoire. Like he was giving it all to them. Uh, the three-point shot, you know. The, amphibious. The, the up and under, you know, he was hitting you with. The the spinning, when he hit him with the dirt move, that's when I knew he was feeling good about himself. Um, so, yeah, like, and and then the 16 rebounds let you know that, again, he was going up against guys a little smaller than him. Not to say he's not a good rebounder in general, uh, but we haven't seen him have one of those dominant rebounding games in a while, along with three blocks on top of that. Filling the stat sheet was awesome to see and then hitting the dagger three uh to win the game for the bulls was was great it was it was great to watch him uh do that and be effective on both sides of the ball because coming back in, on even coming back from the injury it seemed like he still was trying to kind of find his way and play his way you know what I'm saying into something and he would have he would get the minutes Billy would definitely play him uh but he wasn't getting the numbers uh per se but this time he was getting the numbers and they needed it because again, coming on a back-to-back, you needed other guys to step up and kind of carry the team. And you saw the Bulls, even though they did do that with Ayo Desumu and Javon Carter, they did a great job of that. And I believe seven players in double figures uh, for the Bulls tonight. But he did a great job carrying the team, scoring, rebounding, uh, assisting, and blocking shots for the Bulls. He he had a really, really great game. Yeah, it's interesting because I was watching that game and I think he started uh Vooch did over three on his first threes maybe he made his last two he finished two for five I can't remember exactly the order but he's been really bad shooting threes this year he is he's under 30 percent right yeah 27 percent on the on the season which is his worst number since 2015-16 he's also taking only four threes per game which is his lowest since uh 2018-19 when he was taking only 2.9 so I mean the front office kind of flaunts him as a uh, stretch five and he just has not been that this year. He really went off the year that they traded for him and they obviously bought high at that time, but he still has shown that he can make those shots. And, you know, there's a couple of different instances I can point to over the years where he's hit big shots in, you know, big threes late in games. So it was just nice to see it go in, but it's, it's also just, he needs to keep shooting those. Like it really changes the dynamic of the offense and the way that teams try to guard you. If you think back to last night, the way that the Warriors got off to a hot start was these pick and pops with Dario Saric, where Vooch had to contain the ball handler in these pick and rolls and then race back out to three-point line to try to contest, and it just was not working. I think Saric had like 10 or so points in the first quarter on just like a lot of pick and pop threes. So it's an example of how the Bulls, I think, can take advantage of centers who are a little bit slower, a little bit more lumbering. I know Don Barlow is, you know, a, I believe he was a second-rounder undrafted rookie last year. Um, he's playing, it was his first start. So like, there's a huge learning curve. And I think that they were, they were looking to take advantage of that. And then obviously Mamu also not really a guy that plays a lot of minutes that Collins was out Wimby was out. So this is not a front line that the Spurs are typically going with that can really take advantage of teams. And I think the bulls look to do the right things by trying to keep Vuj involved. And that's from somebody who at times can be, uh, you know, su- suggesting that the bulls shouldn't be over-reliant or, you know, force feeding Booch in the post. Like, I think they just had a nice balance today uh, of, of shot distribution. The one thing I'll say, though, is Levine's offense. Um, you know, he obviously, in the second half in particular, was facilitating the ball really well, but it just feels a little weird when he's got eight shot attempts on a mm-hmm. game, and that's less than Kobe, it's less than Vooch, it's less than DeMar, it's less than Javon Carter, it's less than Ayo Desumu. It's just like, 
kind of strange to to see him. I don't want to say uninvolved because he is obviously you know a big piece of the offense, whether he's taking shots or not. Got to the free throw line four times. He was making plays, but it just does not feel like the same Zach Levine. And I wonder how much of that is him kind of trying to fit in still. Uh, but he also had those two games where he you know scored twenty five. So it's just kind of been an interesting ride here in these first four games back. See, Will, uh, with me, I, I'm going to give him a break tonight only because you're coming in on a back-to-back and, you know, just coming back off an injury and him sitting for a long time and played, what, 35 minutes. And the fact that he still contributed, uh, even with the six uh, rebounds and, and the seven assists, and he got to the line. Like, Zach's been getting to the line more since he's come back. He's been getting calls more, and I think it's because of the way that he's been playing. It looks more basketball-oriented, the way he's swinging the ball, getting everybody involved, mm-hmm. like, I kind of give him a break and a pass on tonight because he was shooting. He was one of five from the three-point line. Like, a lot of those shots are wide open. They just weren't hitting for him. I just really think it was the back-to-back and those minutes and him just still trying to just find himself. Because we've seen what he can be when he he has that rest. To be be clear, I'm not blaming Zach at all. If anything, I think I'm more blaming the Bulls' offense for not really keeping him as a fixture of the team. Like in some ways I feel like they're kind of making him be a glorified floor spacer. And I just think that's a kind of a waste of his talents. Obviously you want him to fit in within the team concepts of what's been working well. And he is doing that, but when he's going nine to 15 or something, yeah, he's going to score 25 points because he's super hot, but you know, I just, I don't know. I think eight shots in a game, that's probably partly on him. It's probably partly on the bulls, but mostly it's just a little strange that like, this is what it's come to. Uh, shout out to Iso Noah in the comments who threw us a super chat saying shout out Zach seven assists three games straight he's doing it with ease looks like he's steps ahead IQ is way better Bulls win in my Dave voice um, yeah that is by the way I think I saw the stat on Twitter tonight uh, once Zach got to assist number seven first time since January of 2021 so two full calendar years that Zach has had seven or more assists in three straight games. It, it is apparent he is trying to, oh, crap, you're right. It's 2024. Three years. Jeez. Whoo. Okay. My brain hasn't processed yet that it's 2024. Uh, but, yeah, the, it, like, it is apparent how much Zach is trying to facilitate before looking for his own shot mm-hmm. since he came back uh, from that injury. But but as you mentioned, Dave, the, the, the drawing of fouls, and, I mean, Bulls fans have been you know, going like tearing their hair out, going crazy for years with the Zach Levine, not a Euro step, the weird kind of like high step, hold the ball up, going to the rim, trying to draw contact, trying to draw foul, and then yells, hey, and Bulls fans all shake their heads at their televisions. But, and it was like, speaking of ISO Noah's comment with the super chat with, with the IQ, like I'm not saying that all of a sudden in like three or four games back from his, from his injury absence, I'm seeing like a, a much more brilliant basketball IQ version of Zach. I'm seeing a more team oriented Zach, but that one foul he drew in the fourth quarter when it was a tight game, he had that transition opportunity. And I, I don't know if Zach was aware of the fact that the bulls were in the bonus at that point, but maybe optimistically as a Bulls fan, I would like to think that he knew that. And he drew contact and got to the free throw line in a transition opportunity where even if he didn't get a shot up, he just initiated contact in a natural way that was not the traditional old version of Zach that Bulls fans have seen for years where it's like he tries to initiate contact in a way that's like theatrical. Yes. Like, dude, no, you have an angle to the basket on this guy who's trying to cut you off in transition 
He's he's pedaling. He doesn't have his feet set. He's not going to draw a charge on you. Just go into him on your path and draw the foul. And he he did that in a very crucial moment in the fourth quarter tonight. And it was like, wow. And maybe it's like low bar, but I was like, wow, good for you, Zach. Yeah, like it's been more of a complete kind of game from Zach Levine. Like, again, this is stuff I've never really said about him, but I've always wanted to say about him. Like, just Zach just being a complete kind of basketball player. Like, think about it when if Zach had this kind of game offensively previously, before, you know, he kind of changed his game. It would be super noticeable that Zach was having only 10 points. You know what I mean? Like, it would be just completely noticeable. It For me, at least, it wasn't super noticeable because I saw all the other stuff that he was doing on the floor as far as, dude, those pass, that pass he threw to Vooch for that easy lay-in? Man, yeah. that was silky, bro. That was mean what he did. The rebounding he was getting uh, for the Bulls. We, like, dude, like, he's averaged, like, four rebounds. I never understood why he couldn't get six. I'm like, you're so tall and so athletic. Why can't you just get six boards? Mm-hmm. And you see him doing that now, though. He's getting, like, six rebounds, man, and constantly getting seven assists. I feel like he feels like the offense will kind of come uh, for him. I do think – I agree with you, Will, on the part that I think sometimes he he's overpassing or sometimes they might use him more as a glorified uh, floor spacer. I do I do agree with that. Uh, that happens out there on the floor. Uh, but sometimes Zach – definitely puts himself in that situation where he's swinging the ball where I want him to actually take the shot and he's making the right play. It's still the right play, but I want him to take the shot though. When he has it and Billy has said as much, like he wants him to be more aggressive and and take more shots and those things. But I like, I still, in fact, though, like the way that he is playing on both sides of the ball. Like he is affecting the game on both sides of the ball. That is something I haven't been able to say about him constantly i've been able to say it in spurts i've been able to say it like he did it one game it doesn't do it three games it does it two games but no it seems like it's been a constant smooth thing for him matt and i think that's why the fouls are coming because i think theatrical it was the exact word to put that as far as the fouls that he was kind of the draw these it just looks like nba normal kind of fouls that you would get you go up and yeah that looks like it yeah called a foul not going up, ah, you know what I mean? Jumping in or leaning back or just not looking so rigid and doesn't look structured. Like he looks completely smooth out there to me. And I like watching him like this, man. This is my favorite version of Zach Levine, even with 10 points. Like this is my favorite version of him playing basketball, man. Uh, w- let's take our first break uh, real quick. Colin in the comments saying, Zach had a Sadoransky stat line tonight, 10, oh. 6, and 7. For the record, I always liked Tomas. He so did. did I. And honestly, these days watching Kobe White blossom like this, I feel sheepish and dumb <laughs> that back when we were doing that Outsiders show, Dave, I was like, I oh. think I like Sadoransky. Oh, I remember life. these arguments. Are you yeah, kidding me? I, I will <laughs> never deny that I was like a start Sato guy. I was. Um, I'm telling you, no, it's Kobe, man. No, he yep. wants Sato. And he wasn't yeah. alone. He wasn't uh, there. Uh, both win. Both win. Thank you, Braggs. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just shouting from the darkness. Um, I thought the effect without my camera would give it because I don't have it on the soundboard. Wow. So well, this is what we have. Yeah. You're you're doing the best with what you got, Braggs. Does that work? Can yeah. I do that? Resourceful. The the show? It's great. Yeah. It's great. No, I'm resourceful. No. Uh, DeBears1920 said, if Zach consistently plays like this, Bulls are easily a six seed, potentially even a four. Bill oh, Simmons, man. is that you? Is that you, <laughs> Bill Simmons? Uh, I don't know. 
about that. We'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, while we're taking this first ad break, you know what to do, Bulls fans. Hit that thumbs up if you're hanging out with us on YouTube. We appreciate you. We appreciate the likes as well. Subscribe to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already. Big Dave. Will to go, Gottlieb, please tell me what time it is. Um, uh, game time. Who? Oh, the Hezzy and then the Duck. I like that. I had to check my watch, but I'm not wearing it. So I just... <laughs> oh, it's goat time. It's not dame time. It's goat time. That's how it goes, man. Freak time. That's right. Stop. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with those killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, and sponsored deals on tickets for football, hockey, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with his own deals, you pick the section, and Game Time does the selecting for an average savings of, drumroll Matthew Peck, 18%. And game time always has your back with the game time guarantee. So take the guesswork out of buying those tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use that code CHGO, save your beautiful self $20, get 20 bucks off terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code CHGO, get yourself $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed because Matthew Peck, what time is it? Just all dunks. He's Daryl Dawkins, man. Ain't no fade away from Matt. <laughs> ain't no fades. Ain't no layup. All my best friends call me Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> Yo, Matt, a.k.a. Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> yes, the, rese- the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> Dr. Duncan Stein. Yes, that's what they call him. <laughs> uh, tonight's CSJ Bold Post came also brought to you by our friends at Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats amongst their competitors, people who wish that they could give you the best flooring in your home, but they can't. They're just wannabes, so all they can do or try to do is offer basement prices for crap flooring products. That's all it is. Empire cannot be beat on quality on service on speed empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is just putting crap flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs and that is the truth what empire leaves out of their selection they offer their clients is just as important as what they put into it they also have their very convenient and easy to use virtual floor designer feature which is essentially snapping a picture of various spaces in your home and you can see the different options that empire has for you and see what they look like in your home so you can you know pair it with your decor with your lighting whatever you need to see empire has that very cool feature for you they also service all of their own warranties if an issue happens to come up don't worry because empire will take care of it no tracking down phone numbers of third-party manufacturers none of that no chatbots, just Empire and their great staff helping you out. Schedule a free in-home SOA today 
All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. 588-2300-DAVE! Empire! Boom! Uh, all right, moving along, breaking down tonight's Bulls win over the Spurs. Gentlemen, I wanted to talk to y'all uh, and get y'all's thoughts on the game we saw from one Alex Caruso tonight. Mm. We are one day at a time getting closer to that February 8th trade deadline. And the Bulls are, as uh, Fried Rice just pointed out in the comments, at the halfway mark of the season, 19 and 22, just three games under 500, and very much in that play in picture in the Eastern Conference. The what can we get value for? And lots of NBA teams are probably actively calling the Bulls, and more phone calls will come with each passing day and each passing week because every playoff bound team wants Alex Caruso. He is a magician who can do so many things for your team. And aside from me never wanting to see him lead a transition with the ball in his hands ever again, I, I watched him three or four times tonight being like, I'm Alex Caruso, God damn it! I'm going to take this transition one or two, one on two or one on three. It, it never works out. He has no layup package. It's just like his ridiculous uncaged energy and bless his heart. But that one play he made in the fourth quarter, and Will, I know you and our guy Mark K tweeted out the video of that play, where Caruso covered so much ground on one defensive possession, which ended with Caruso getting his second deflection of that defensive possession, tipping the ball to himself, jumping out of bounds, jumping back in bounds, and then hitting it out to uh, a transition opportunity for Io uh, on that layup. I mean, Caruso... <laughs> I I am now torn as a Bulls fan who for weeks has been like, get what you can for Caruso. Get a first-round pick for Caruso. And he has games like the one he had tonight where I'm like, God damn it, it would really suck to see that guy go. Uh, Will, like, what do you make of what we saw from Caruso tonight? And, and where are you currently on the keep Caruso, trade Caruso? I mean, to be clear, I don't think I, I never – ever once was just like get Caruso out of town because I don't enjoy watching him because I don't think he's useful because I don't think he helps the team win. That's exactly the opposite. I think the reason why you look to trade him is because he is so good because he is so useful because he helps team win teams win that other teams will want to go trade you a lot of good stuff to go get him. And for me, like this stretch has been really surprising. I did not see this level of play coming from the bulls. They're 19 and 22 after starting five and 14 uh, where things just looked like completely off the rails and unsalvageable for the first 20 games of the season. All of a sudden they're playing really good basketball. They are ninth in the East. They are three games out of eighth in the East. And I mean, if you look at the teams ahead of them, so you've got like the Celtics Bucks, Sixers, that's going to be the the top of the Eastern conference. Nobody's going to be touching those guys mm-hmm. below that. You've got the Pacers, who are 23 and 15. You've got the Cavs, 22 and 15. The Knicks, 23 and 16. The Heat, 22 and 16. And the Magic, who are starting to sputter a little bit. They've lost three in a row. They're 21 and 18. Uh, so that's nine games back. The Bulls are 12 games back. Um, I think if you were to put the Bulls in a playoff series with any of these teams, like it would be competitive. I think if you put them in a playoff series against, you know, maybe the Magic or Pacers, they might be able to win just out of experience and having you know, 
somebody who can go win you a playoff series that's proven they can do it before in DeMar DeRozan. Like that plays a lot of value in that when it comes to the playoffs compared to teams that are young and up and coming and have a ton of talent, but haven't yet gotten there. And, you know, obviously this team hasn't really gotten there itself. So it's hard to really say, but I think when you look at it in terms of the formula and the blueprint that they have, like the proof of concept is there to a certain extent and the idea of it makes sense. Um, so I think the bulls like could climb into eight. I don't see them overtaking a lot of these teams. And so when you put it that way, it's like, yeah, they're competitive. Yeah. They're playing better basketball. Yeah. They might be able to be all these teams, but if you're still topping out as, you know, the seven seed, let's say, because I just don't see them really jumping two more of these teams, three more of these teams to get into sixth. Um, I still think the Knicks who are just playing so much better since trading for OG Ananobi, the Cavs are playing on fire despite not having Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. I think they'll continue to get better when they get those guys back in the lineup. The Pacers don't seem to be going anywhere. They've been on fire after uh, a little bit of a skid after the in-season tournament, the heat or the heat, like the magic and the Pacers are the two teams that you think maybe you might be able to overtake, but they're still in such a hole. So all that to say, like I, I can understand why people want to keep Crusoe. I can understand the argument to keep him from the front office's perspective. And I don't necessarily disagree with it, but to me, I'm still thinking longer term here. I'm still thinking about the idea of going into next season where you haven't traded to Caruso. You haven't been able to find a destination for Zach Levine because uh, as Dan Wykey tweeted out today or um, was aggregated out today, the Bulls might need to attach an asset in order to move Zach Levine. Like that just doesn't make sense. So now you're looking at going into next season with the same group that you're looking at now. And it just... I just don't know when, when does it end? Like, when does that cycle end? Um, and maybe they surprise, maybe they make the playoffs through the play-in. But at the end of the day, they're still probably at best case scenario going to get five games at the most against the Celtics or the Bucks in the first round. And I just don't know that like, that's the aspiration that we're working towards to the point where you can't do things that will help set you up better down the line. So I get the argument and I don't, I'm not like going to be really pissed off if the Bulls don't trade Caruso because I do understand what he means to this team. Obviously the franchise and the fan base love him. I get that. Uh, but for me, it's still thinking a little bit more bigger picture, a little bit longer term here. And I think, you know, you get Tory Craig back, maybe you get something for Levine. If that happens, like there, I think there are ways you can work around losing him. Obviously you won't be as good because of what he brings. Um, but I think longer term, like ultimately they, they need to start making some of those moves in spite of how well they played and they have played really well. Yeah. You know, you guys, I've been on the trade Caruso bandwagon since last year at the all-star break. I, I thought he should have been traded then. Um, Cause I was like, man, his value, his stock is truly, truly high. Like you can get some really good stuff for him. And now you, then he's got hardware now behind his name being first team all defense. So now it looks even better. So yeah, I've, always been for trading Alice Caruso and like Will said not because I don't think he's dope or adds great things to this team but it's because he's dope and adds great things to this team I know he can fit in anywhere on any kind of winning team he can be the piece that is missing and when you have that kind of value teams will give you things teams will give you valuable stuff so it's be a value for value it's also very, very rare that that kind of role player can get you, that I can argue can get you two first-round picks. I can legitimately argue that and be like, you can get two first-round picks for this guy who is a role player. 
And that's rare. And I feel like when you run across that kind of rarity and you're not a team that's going to be competing for a championship or even an Eastern Conference Finals, you should definitely be making these kind of moves. That's always been my MO, and I feel the same. Yes, cool, go to the playoffs. Y'all know I want that. Absolutely go to the playoffs, but I think you can still go to the playoffs if you don't have Alex Caruso. I still think you can be playoff or play-in team, excuse me. I still think you can be a postseason uh, kind of team, even without Alex Caruso. Of course, he makes you better, you know, but you can still be that kind of squad. I think you can get by with, uh, you know how I like to call DeMar Salve. Well, I think you can get by with some Band-Aids with Alex Caruso not there. I think you get by with the Ayo DeSumo playing that kind of role. You can get by with a Tory Craig when he comes back playing that kind of role. So you can get by with uh, Daylon Terry just from the mentality uh, playing that kind of role. You can you can do those things uh, because Alex Russo affects those guys and has made those guys better, he, especially even Kobe White, who is like one of the leaders now in the league in taking charges. Well, that comes from Alex Caruso. That's definitely where he learned those things from. So I know his impact and his impact is felt. We saw it again tonight. It's what he does, man. But I think the Bulls would definitely be making a mistake by not trading Alex Caruso. I I told you earlier, Matt, uh, probably a week or so ago that I've given up hope that they were going to trade him because once Tory Craig went down, I was like, well, I really don't see how they're going to do it then. I don't. That doesn't seem like a team who wants to make the postseason when they would lose a player like Tory Craig would, would give up Alex Caruso, especially if they feel he means that much to their culture and means that much to their team. I don't think you would do it now with Tory Craig being injured. I still hold fast to that, but I still think it's a mistake to not get Alex Caruso out of here and get you something really nice uh, for him, man. You're not going to get nothing. You're going to get something really excellent for that kind of role play and what he can bring for another team. Uh, lots of Bulls fans in the comments chiming in on uh, thoughts with Caruso. Colin saying there may have been six Carusos out there tonight. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Paul said there were eight Carusos. Oh. Uh, Flex Diggs saying Caruso plays hard. I like that he's also a threat from three now. I think I saw that stat on my feed tonight. With his made threes tonight, Caruso three of four from downtown. He matched his previous career high on three-pointers made for a season. Did I see that stat right, Will? No, he uh, surpassed it. He has surpassed a career it. high in three pointers made in a season. Um, previous and career was, high was 55. And I don't know exactly what he finished at this year. I think probably or after this game, um, I think he started with 54. So how many did he make? So 57. So three, so um, yeah. Yeah. At I mean, game that's 41. And it's game 41. That's crazy. Uh, Rob, meanwhile, saying if you want to be more than a play in team in two years, trade Zach and Caruso. The Kobe-led Bulls are a play-in team. You got to change the roster. Uh, Rob agreeing, saying exactly trade AC while his stock is high. I mean, I think that's still where I am. I, I think long-term, it still makes the most sense to recoup the value you can get for Caruso now. Um, I, I think somebody else in the comments just disagreed, saying that, like, you know, the, the pick you get for Caruso won't end up having the same impact on his team as Caruso does. Uh, rig ski man saying, you know, Caruso still in his prime in three years and he's a bargain. Well, so for a player to, who, like Caruso who plays the way he plays, his prime is shorter, athletically speaking. And after this contract he's on now, and you know, again, credit, maybe one of the few things that the bulls front office deserves credit for is getting Caruso on this contract. 
if he manages to stay healthy through the rest of this season, knock on wood and, and next season's contract, all of a sudden you're talking about a role player who's getting a higher paycheck than the one he's on now, which is why like that, like another reason why his trade value is so high right now, not just what he does on the court for you, but the fact that you can get him as a half season loaner for a playoff run and under team control on a very friendly salary next season. Um, which I think still is what it has me leaning towards, like, you know, get get the value you can for him. I think it just comes back to the idea that I was talking about before, which is like, when does this cycle end? Because, yeah, Caruso's expiring next year. He's making like 9.4, which is a home run deal. Um, and I'm not saying, like, get rid of him at all costs, because obviously that's a contract you can build with. I mean, he's right. far, far exceeding the value that he's on in terms of what he makes. So... I totally understand wanting to keep him. And obviously the bulls would be much worse off without him. But if you go into next season, whether or not you have Levine, let's say you have that same amount of salary on your books. If you want to bring back DeMar and we can talk about him a little bit more too. If you want to bring back Patrick, like you are over the luxury tax. You are, you've already surpassed the first apron. Like they're going to have to get out of that. And maybe that means you get rid of Lonzo's money. You can medically retire him and remove that $20 million. Okay, well, now you're just below the tax, and you've got the exact same team that you're working with. Um, maybe you can figure something out for Zach to save some money there. And then you go into the next season, and you've got a 34-year-old Vooch and a 36-year-old Damar and a 31-year-old Caruso. You want to bring him back. And it's just like continuing to double down on a group that, yeah, they're playing fine basketball. But to me, it's just the, the idea of, ultimately trying to compete for something more than a play-in spot, I think is more appealing than being competitive in the play-in range this year. And I still think to your point, Dave, that they can still be competitive in the play-in range this year because these teams just aren't great. And so I get it from both sides. I understand, you know, maybe Caruso is the piece that puts you ahead of some of these teams, or maybe you're just not that much further behind them anyway without him. So I, I understand it, but I just think like from a long-term cap perspective, from an asset management perspective, and I'll say this, like the pick that, that you get back for him, yeah, maybe that's a later pick, but I don't think the Bulls are doing this for like one late round pick. I think if they're going to trade Caruso, it's going to have to be like two first round picks and like good first round picks. And at that point, it's like so much that you kind of can't say no. And yeah. yeah, I just don't really see them just giving him away to give him away. If they were on pace to win 25 games this year and things were going as poorly as they were in the first 20, yeah, it's a different story. But clearly he is like the one player on the roster where you're negotiating from a position of power where you can say, that's not good enough. I don't want to trade him. Give me more and we can talk, but like, otherwise I'm good. Whereas like Zach, it's, can we find anybody to take on this Zach contract uh, with, with tomorrow? It's like, well, should we bring him back and overpay him the way we did with Vooch because we don't want to lose him for nothing because we want to be competitive or should we let him walk because that's like the financially prudent thing to do. And it's like Crusoe represents the one piece on the roster where you have control and where you can operate from a position of power. And that's a really valuable thing. I don't think the bulls are just going to give that away for nothing. That's true. I completely agree. The, the phrase financially prudent just made me really depressed. Just, financially prudent. just I, don't, I don't, I'm not a fan. 
No, I'm a I'm a fan of fiscal irresponsibility. Will has a shirt that says financially. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just on the lower half of his green gray hoodie. You can't see it. You can't see it. Uh, all right, let's knock out our second ad break. Then we'll come back to wrap things up. Uh, of course, we have a goon of the night because the Bulls were victorious. We'll get to any other super chats lying around. I did also want to touch a little bit more on Billy's rotation tonight because we saw something mm-hmm. different, and I know Bulls fans are very keyed in to Billy's rotation decisions these days. So we'll do all of that on the other side of the break. Thank you, Braggs. CHGO Bulls postgame brought to you by our friends at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around, aside from our very own CHGO merch locker, of course. FOCO has hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in betwixt especially for people who are braving these nfl like wildcard weekend games we've all been there you got to layer up to go out and brave that cold out on the lakefront you know the next time the bears are in the nfl playoffs this time of year if they stay at soldier i don't know 2056 we'll see but when that day comes have yourself prepared by layering up with dope merch from foco it's the tail end of football season it's basketball season so whatever you need to be a fan of these teams that you're watching every day every week foco has it for you straw hats polos hoodies they also shout out to them have donated some of our awesome set decorations at our CSU headquarters downtown they showed us some love so you show them some love and they'll show you some love to the tune of a 10% discount, check out foco.com or click the link in the description if you're here on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO10. That's CHGO10 for 10% off at foco, F-O-C-O, dot com. Mm. Now, I know there might be some people who have fallen off their New Year's resolutions. Didn't ha- even make one. That's right. Matt made... Matt made- was happy that he's uh, made a fake New Year's resolution that didn't even exist and then broke it <laughs> and was very happy about it. Yes. <laughs> but to the other people out there who made one and found it hard to stick with, it's all right. You can still jump back on the bandwagon and I'm going to send you a golden wagon to get on while you do it, guys. It's the Midtown Athletic Club. Oh, this is a special place to get all up in your face shout out with the go Kali. there are four awesome locations that you can find for the midtown athletic club palatine in the northwest suburbs bannockburn in the north shore willowbrook in the southwest suburbs and the midtown athletic club and hotel in the middle of bucktown in lincoln park it is matt peck sister approved it is also bragg's family approved and the Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete early this year. What you want to say, Braggs? Look at this. Oh, he's pulling out the Midtown swag. Y'all going to look at that. Because Midtown is also offering no initiation fees. Listen to me. No initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook low Locations. Of course, they got something for everybody. You got kids. If you're single, if you're just looking to make a lifestyle change, they have got your back or however you want to do it. Over 100 classes per week is what you will get with your membership. You want to get some yoga, maybe some boxing, maybe some spinning cycling, maybe some cross training, some group exercising, some high intensity interval training. They got it all. 
And of course, Karm and Hogue always rave about the tennis courts and how they're ready to get on there and compete against anybody because those are professional tennis courts that they got. Of course, they got basketball courts too. We saw Braggs on one doing his thing as well. They have it all. You get you the juice bar, sit down, have you a sandwich and a smoothie. You get you all that too, man. It is a beautiful, amazing place. You all should please check this place out, man. Head over to the midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. That's midtown.com slash C-H-G-O to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Midtown Athletic Club, sweat it out. Sweat it out. Uh, All right, before we get to our goon of the night, I did want to touch on this. Billy Donovan making an interesting switch up in tonight's game, going to the previously two-game DNPCD, Javon Carter, Mm. ahead of... Big Dave's uh, newest young man crush, uh, Dale and Terry. Um, Javon Carter ends up playing 24 minutes in this one. Second most minutes off the bench behind Io DeSumo's 29. And also, sidebar, shout out to Io for an incredible game tonight. Hope he's okay after he took that tough spill into the stanchion Mm -hmm. on that transition bucket. I mean, when I see Io's threes going down like they did tonight while also doing everything else he's doing, that's wonderful. But Javon Carter... I mean, I saw a couple of joke tweets from you, Will, about Javon Carter's, let's say, willingness to shoot tonight. <laughs> Four of nine from downtown, 14 points off the bench. I, like, if, if Javon's not hitting his shots and he had a cold streak there a couple of couple of weeks long, then Billy really hasn't found other reasons to have him on the floor. And that's why you saw him get kind of knocked out of Billy's rotation for a couple of games. What did you make of Billy's decision to throw Javon back out there tonight, Will? And the fact that Javon kind of rewarded that with at least knocking down some threes. I think part of it is matchup based. I mean, first of all, Patrick was out. And so you move uh, Caruso, obviously, into starting lineup. But then uh, you don't really have that extra forward in. So maybe it does make sense there to go with Dale and Terry. But when you're facing up against a team that has, you know, Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham and Trey Jones, like a bunch of these small guards, that's a lineup where you can look to a guy like Javon Carter. And he was getting it up. In that first half, he had nine shot attempts in the first half, which obviously was more than Levine had in the, in the entire game. But Levine only had three field goal attempts at halftime. So he tripled up Levine on field goal attempts, which is just insane to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, they needed it and he was taking good shots. It wasn't like they were all just like trash, you know, just chucking shots up. I mean, he was either pulling up for threes in transition or drawing really hard closeouts and getting into his little floater shot around the free throw area. So uh, I had no problem with it. I mean, Javon, you know, he's he's so small that it's just going to be difficult for him to have a huge impact. Like, I've always, I've always kind of, um, you know, not taken that argument against players seriously when they're just like too little. It's like, well, if they're just super impactful, then they can play. Uh, but when you see Javon, you know, as the low man pulling over to try to cut off a drive, and you know, whoever is driving just like doesn't even recognize that he's there and just can go get a layup over him because he's not deterring the shot at all. Or when he's closing out uh, to a three point shooter as, you know, a final rotation and he can't even get a hand into this guy's face because he's just not that big. You just have to be so impactful on the offensive end and picking the ball up full court or at the, at the point of attack that it's just tough to be super impactful every single night. So, you know, when there are games like this where he's really hot and he's got it going, that's great. I don't expect it to be necessarily, um, 
you know, a huge fixture of the rotation now. I think he's kind of moved out of that spot for a reason uh, with Dalen getting some more minutes. And Dalen, by the way, is looking huge. I mean, he's put on a ton of muscle. Um, but also Patrick and Tory Craig at some point coming back. So I think Carter will continue to get these spot minutes when when matchups allow for it. But, um, you know, he got he got up a bunch of threes and actually led the team in three-pointers made tonight, and they kind of needed them. I mean, that was it got a little close there at the end, and they needed all those threes they could get. Yeah, I, I wasn't surprised he got the minutes at all. I, I thought he would get these minutes once I heard Patrick Williams was going to be out. I thought this was the game for him to get them, and for everything Will said, but for also because it was a back-to-back. And you're going to need that kind of energy and a guy's willingness to take jump shots and willingness to be a constant inner ball of energy out there uh, on the floor. And when I saw Dalen Terry, I don't I don't know, Will, if, if there was anything to this, but I saw him with um, a wrap around his knee uh, before the game and everything. So I, I don't know what that was, but he was sitting on the bench with a with a wrap on his knee, maybe just icing him down or something like that. But but yeah, check like, the report to see if he was on it. Yes, sir. I, I, it didn't surprise me um, about Javon Carter getting in there. And, and I mean, Javon plays, even if he got to get in there all the time, he plays like he never plays. <laughs> you know, like as soon as he comes in, he's like, nope, it's fine. I don't never get in the game. Give me the ball. I'm shooting every single thing. Every time he touched the ball, I just knew he was shooting it. Um, when he's hot and it's going, it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to see. And they needed every bit of his points. You know, he had, he had a huge three. Uh, for them in the, in the fourth quarter, I believe, to bring the lead back to three after mm-hmm. uh, the Spurs tried to run away uh, and hide from the Bulls. He hit a huge three on a, on a great pass from Zach. So he was definitely impactful with how he played and, and what he did. But I agree with Will. Like, these are going to be spot minutes for him uh, going forward. And I just want him to always just make the most of it. You know, and I don't mean just taking the shots. I mean, actually hitting them and being impactful and I'd like to see him be a little more impactful on defense, too, because I've always known him as a defender before I thought of him as a shooter. He always was a defender to me. And I'd like to see him making a little more impact there, picking up those guys full court like he always did, uh, getting those little steals uh, I would see him do. Like, yeah, I, I, want, I would like to see a little bit more of that uh, in his game. But, but overall, he was definitely needed tonight, and I'm glad he was there for us. Uh the bears 1920 in the comments saying Javon fuck it. The hoop is up there somewhere. Carter. Yeah. I mean, yes, this is true. Jamie saying, I can't stand how he shoots stupid shots. Uh, saying he and CO say JC shots were fine, except for that one heat check fish saying when Carter lets fly like that and it's hitting, he still scares the hell out of me with those pull-up threes on the break. But see, like, that's the thing that I think bulls fans. And I know I was excited about, was that when you looked at what Javon was doing in Milwaukee and what he had been doing in his career was he was one of the most deadly transition pull-up three shooters in the entire league. Like he was shooting transition pull-up threes at like damn near 45, 46%. He hasn't seen a lot of minutes so far in in the first half of his first season as a Chicago bull, but that, that is one of the things he can do. Well, it's those. I don't mind when Javon has space around him in transition and pulls up like that. I'm like, great. That's what you're good at. It's the ones where he's like, I'm only getting in here for three minutes tonight. I got to get up six shots. Those are the bad Javon shots that you don't want to see happen. Um, and they're okay. teaching that for just, they're teaching those pull up threes in transition. Now, if you, if you are at the free throw line or below, you have to get that up. Like that's a shot that they want you to take. Like analytics say it's a good shot. Coaching staff are saying it's a good shot. It is a good shot because it's a wide open three in rhythm. So I love when they're getting those up and they got to get up a lot more of them. Uh, but I 
I see your point, Matt, and I, I totally agree that like there's also times where he can get a little trigger happy. And yes. um, I think it, it maybe started that way, but then he really got into a rhythm and what I thought was taking good shots. He did have that one where it was like a little bit of a deep leaning three in transition that he probably could have not taken, but that was that was a heat check. Uh, I mean, at least Stacey's not giving him the Denzel Valentine treatment. You know, that's 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 what that's what you know you're in trouble. No, 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 uh, no. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, let's get to some goonage brags. Do, do we have? couldn't find that bulls win audio cue on his soundboard but he had that empire today cue ready to ready go. go baby hey man adam yes goon of the night brought to you by empire today all they do is floors 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 no matter what and i can never get enough two three hundred pick empire today and tonight is goon of the night Will the go Gottlieb, sir? Who is your goon of the night? You think I'm gonna say Alex Caruso, and I really want to, whoa, whoa, but I'm going whoa. with Vooch. I'm going with Vooch. Okay. Why? Because he had obviously that big three at the end, which the Bulls really needed, but he also had like three offensive rebounds to get the Bulls second chance shots that all were missed threes. I think Zach and Kobe both had one down the stretch. Those are just like huge plays that he made. He had a couple of really key blocks down the stretch. Uh, I just thought it was one of the better Vooch games that we've seen in a while. And we haven't really been praising Vooch a lot lately. So I'm, I'm giving it to Vooch. I like also, like 9,000 career rebounds. That's a big milestone. Yes. Shout out. I believe one of five active players right now with 9,000 career rebounds. And we have Along two of Trump. them. <laughs> Along with Drummond, man. Shout out. Um, Matt Peck, sir, your uh, goon of the night. I'm glad Will gave his goon love to Vooch because somebody needed to. Vooch had a game tonight. And it was nice to see because we've mostly been talking negatively about Vooch this season um so that being the case I will give my good love to Alex Caruso I seriously I watched Caruso play that game tonight he's so gross, good <laughs> a gross game against a bad Spurs team on the road back-to-back -back night two there was a lot that wasn't fun or pretty about this game tonight credit the Bulls they found a way to win it you'll always take a road win but the part of that game that I enjoyed the most by far was watching Alex Caruso do dumb, inexplicable Alex Caruso shit. And that that defensive possession that we touched on earlier in the fourth quarter was the cherry on top of the Caruso Sunday that was that game he just had. The man, my God. And, and it's, it's why I questioned my stance that it's in the Bulls' best interest to trade him tonight. It's the first time I've questioned that all season long. I questioned it tonight because I love watching Caruso that much. He's fine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, Greg Bragg, sir, if you don't mind, I'd love to know who you feel should win Goon of the Night, if you please. It's definitely Vooch. 
I give Vooch a lot of crap. Yes, you do. You're, you're a Vooch hater, aren't I'm you? A big time Vooch hater, but you know I'm a professional hater of our guy Vooch. Knocks down the three in the corner. You know he he had a big night. You know what was there? Three Great guys. Great in screen from from Caruso to open that up. By the way, three guys that scored in 20, <laughs> 20 points or more, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I gotta give it to Vooch. If I'm if I'm I'm gonna keep that same energy as the kids say. And if I'm going to hate on him, you know, on a night tonight, like tonight where he steps up, I got to give him that. I got to give him his flowers. So I'm All just right. going to call it straight. Dave, okay. Will, is that is that what I sound like when I say, you know, as the kids say? Because that was really <laughs> uh, a, little, a little worse. No comment. <laughs> you want me Willing. to say, you want me to say, <laughs> I got you. I got you. You want me to say Bulls win again? <laughs> No, I don't. Actually, yeah, I don't. Can you can you remove your your video before you do it again? Yeah, because I I can tell Dave really enjoys it, so I'm gonna do it. One more time after him. <laughs> Bulls win! Bulls oh. win! He look at he he looks so upset every time I do it. It makes me want to do it more. If only Mark <laughs> was here. I love it. Oh, Greg's colonizing my Bulls win. Shout out to you. Not bad at you. Oh, but goon of you caught that wheel. Goon of the night. <laughs> goes to should have stuck with a wheel it's Alex Caruso man how can I not how can I not how can I not and listen the play listen of course the play, the play that sealed it was the one in the fourth quarter where he gets the ball and he taps it and he kicks it to Io you know for the lay in and of course you know but for me when he won goon of the night was when he went up against Jeremy Sochin who tried to punk Vooch and Vooch immediately was right back in his face, telling him, dude, who you think you are? I don't care how tall or big you are. It ain't going down like that. And they gave Vooch the tech, you know, for it. And he didn't even initiate it. And Vooch mm-hmm. is the one who ended up with the tech. That's gooned him right there for me, ladies and gentlemen. And I and I enjoy that kind of stuff. And, and Vooch was very key and instrumental to this victory, as he usually is for the Bulls. Also, like Matt pointed out, going like one on three, against guys to go in and get these layups. Moose didn't care, man. He he was just throwing his body everywhere, dog. So he was something else. He was something else tonight, man. Shout out to him. It almost went to Io, who I thought played amazing. Awesome uh, game. Almost went to Kobe, Kobe, who uh, played through, had to get two stitches in his lip. Correct. And came right back in, you know, to play the game, man, in the third quarter. So, yeah, it almost went to him as well. But and I, Javon I, I, for just getting the sh- that no, I can't <laughs> give him Javon. shots every Javon single time he touched the ball. That's just Javon being Javon. I can't give him good night for him being himself. Like that's just who he is. He gonna get them shots up, man. But I'm gonna get it, Alice Caruso, sir. This right here is for you. You win goon of the night. Uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul Paul voted for uh, Will's gray hoodie for goon of the night. <laughs> that's a, that's a solid candidate as well. I'm not. Uh, mad at- AK with the last minute super chat, 1999. Appreciate you, AK, saying Zach with Zach trying to integrate back into the offense. What about Billy using Zach more with pin downs, keeping him moving to sustain good space brothers? Also, Bulls pick and roll D sucking the last two games. That that last point is true. The Bulls pick and roll defense has struggled tonight and last night against Golden State. The, the Zach with pin down. And keeping it moving, like, and, and I saw Will. You also pointed out tonight. We 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 got some, you know, uh, Demar and Zach action with Zach as a screen setter, and how much that can open up opportunities all over the floor for the Bulls. And I look, 
I, I'm enjoying this new balance of having Zach Levine play off the ball more. If you want to get him off the ball more by being someone who not only receives off ball screens, but sets off ball screens. Great. Just, just keep it, just keep it fresh. Keep it not Zach ISO handling the ball. Cause we all know, cause we've watched it a million times that Zach ISO handling the ball does not go well. So as much as Billy wants to continue using him as an off ball screener, as someone who's making cuts and, and receiving off ball screens. Absolutely. Um, and, and we did see some of that uh, again tonight and I liked it. Uh, Anthony also threw us a super chat. Thank you. A- Anthony saying Zach is a max player. That's a third or fourth option on a team under 500. No wonder the trade market is not existed. Well, there's a nice healthy dose of reality for us. Um, we'll see. February 8th is still a few weeks away. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then. But even as a just cranky Bulls fan, I have to admit this version of Zach that we're seeing since he came back, even even on a night like tonight when he only took eight shots, you're like, you only took he he's facilitating. He's giving at least half an ass worth of effort on the defensive end. He's putting work in on the board. I will take that because whether it's the Bulls deciding to keep that piece because they don't like any of the offers they get for him or they start getting offers that they like a little bit more for him because he's playing like that. Either way, it's better than the alternative, which is what he looked like for the first month of the season. So um, any other super chats we didn't get to yet, Braggs, or is that all of them? Shout out to our guy, the Duke. Duke's in here. Braggs usually hates Vooch, but decided to flip flop and call him good of the night. This is shocking. Where's Woot when we need him? JK, love (laughs) it. I've thoroughly enjoyed your. I ain't afraid of Woot. Everybody keeps bringing on. I ain't afraid of Woot. Bring I mean, Woot on. I mean, bring him on. Pregnant. I ain't afraid of him. Do I? Do I look like Brett Favre? No, nope. I'm not. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brett, Brett Favre also very stupid. Yeah, I think. I, I think true. I'm. I'm gonna give you the edge as far as you know, brain yeah. capacity human, over Brett human Favre. Human being over Brett Favre. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to I, my knowledge, you don't have CTE. I, I so, haven't stolen from kids or anything like that. Also that you, you, you haven't been caught robbing from poor to give to the rich. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Oh, before we go, I did want to give a shout out to our friends, the Queens of bulls, Twitter, Melissa and Romina. They threw another one of their awesome watch parties tonight at Logan 11 uh, bar in Logan square. I popped in for the first half got to see them got to see some some wonderful bulls fans shout out to our guy steven from chgo sky who's also been sitting in occasionally with us on chgo bulls steven right. garner y'all know him and love him he was there i got to see him got to see our, our buddy salim from bulls gold uh, who we will be having join us on chgo bulls pre and post sometime very soon Absolutely. uh and, and shout out to everybody there tonight repping like last night was a tough night for bulls fans and it was really nice to be around bulls fans who are true bulls fans and an event like that tonight shout out melissa and arena you guys are great uh i i love and appreciate what you guys do for bulls fans in the community um it it, it is very much appreciated uh the bulls are off tomorrow we are off tomorrow enjoy your sundays enjoy your nfl wild card sunday football action make some bets get some rest and then we will be back at it when the bulls are back at it monday night They're taking on the Cavs in Cleveland. That's a 6 p.m. Central tip-off. We will talk to y'all 5.30 Central for pregame. In the meantime, Will the Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb on the Twitter machine. Big Dave is at BowBWL Sports. 
Shout out and appreciation to our pal producer Braggs. Behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, he's everywhere. Financial I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO <laughs> underscore Bulls, and that is the GOAT's gray hoodie. We will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Much love, Bulls Nation. See you good. Oh. 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 Oh.